I'm Derek Doak, and you're listening to The Real Talk Podcast. For over 25 years, I've been serving the investment property industry, from preparing tax returns for property owners when I worked in public accounting, to creating and managing multi-million dollar syndications as a commercial broker. Throughout my career, I have always had a passion for learning and teaching what I have learned to others. This podcast is for commercial property owners and those who provide professional services to owners. My goal is to bring value to you through the sharing of best practices and industry knowledge. Each episode is geared towards providing knowledge and insights around topics and trends affecting property management, asset management, and investment management. Please enjoy this episode, and if I can be of any assistance, please do not hesitate to reach out to me directly at Derek at DokeMail.com. Now, enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to another Real Estate Investments Insights podcast. I'm your host, Derek Doak. And with me today is Jordan Elliott. Uh, Jordan Elliott is with the Elliott, NAI Elliott Portland office. And they have been, gosh, property managers for 40 plus years now. That's right. I think is, is, is where it's at. And so, uh, you know, Jordan and I have had conversations off and on for a few years now as we talk about property managing and comparing notes. Um, and as you can guess, today's topic is all about property management. You know, we're heading into a new year of 2023. The recession is looming, is out there. Whether or not it's going to happen or not, who knows? But we've all seen this on the property management side of what that does to our business. Um, we start to get busier. Uh, clients start reaching out. We get people are looking for us to help solve issues like slow pays, can't tenant, uh, vagrants moving into an empty building, all these types of things that property managers that we love to take care of for our clients. And I thought it would be good for us to kind of kick the year off here of just talking about property management. Uh, Jordan and I are going to get together monthly and put together a podcast about just tips and uh, and uh, topics around property management that can help you as a property owner or as a broker or an advisor like a CPA or attorney to uh, property owners uh, navigate through the waters of hiring a property management company, hiring a property manager, um, and this is the types of questions that you'd want to ask. So, uh, so with that, uh, we're going to get started, but I'm going to have Jordan talk about their firm a little bit more and uh, NEI Elliott, who I just mentioned earlier, been in the business for a long time. Uh, as a property manager. So, uh, Jordan, let the audience know who you are and what you guys do. Thanks, Derek. It's great to be back on the show, and I'm excited about this upcoming series we'll do together. So, I'm Jordan Elliott. I'm the president of NEI Elliott, and uh, we're actually a, a little family business down in Portland that was founded by my parents, Lou and Mo Elliott, in 1982. So, I can I can say now that it's 2023, we're officially past 40 years uh, in the business. And you know, we we began as a retail property management company in downtown Portland, uh, way back in '82, and we've grown by sometimes little steps and other times leaps and bounds uh, to really become a full service firm, uh, fulfilling all of our clients' needs in commercial real estate, from the core property management work, including property accounting, and then extending out into brokerage services, from leasing to acquisition disposition, capital markets work, uh, construction management. Uh, at times, we've been consultants on developments and other things like that. But, you know, really from a client-centric and relationship-driven standpoint, that's how we operate our business and that's how we've grown and changed. And uh, today, as we stand, we're about 75 folks strong, 
about 18 of those are brokers and the balance are spread out amongst our uh, property managers, our accountants, our operational folks, construction management, et cetera. Um, we run about 200 properties, mostly in the Pacific Northwest, but we we spread our wings out to 10 different states at the moment, again, driven by client acquisitions and other places. And, uh, you know, my primary job is to to keep the ship afloat and go in the right direction, something uh, I enjoy greatly and has been significantly influenced in a positive way since we joined NEI Global six years ago. And uh, I always like to tell the story that the literally our first day in the network at a conference in New York City, we had dinner with the leaders of NEI Puget Sound Properties. And from day one, and I, I mean that sincerely, from day one, this this group that you run with, Derek, has been our closest and one of our most trusted allies in the network. So um, where we are today, six years later, is very fulfilling, and I can't wait to see how it grows. Yeah, no, that's great. And, uh, you know, between the two of us, I mean, our goal is always to be serving clients up and down I-5 corridor from the Canadian border all the way down to the bottom of Oregon. So um, we're excited to uh, team up on a lot of deals that we've done in the past. And I know our brokers and your brokers have teamed up on quite a few deals together. So um, not all brokers understand what goes on behind the scenes in property management. Um, and uh, and with my accounting background and, and yours uh, in the property management business as well, we kind of geek out. So I apologize to the audience as we start geeking out on some of the back office tools that we're able to kind of do together. But um, it's a it's a it's a big piece of our business. I mean, it, it allows us to serve the clients and uh, and provide what they need. So, um, well, let's jump into some of the topics. I think I think the biggest topic or biggest question I get is you know, what should I look for in a property management company? Um, when I go out and I talk to, you know, CPAs and attorneys and, and brokers uh, and a lot of property owners is they they think comparing pricing is the way to do it. And, and I try to explain to them, you want to have a team and a group that has the ability to solve any problems or have seen any of the issues that could come up. And that's what you're paying for in addition to traditional accounting because they'll say, hey, just click the rents and pay the bills. I mean, there's a lot more to it than that. So what do you think and what advice would you give someone who's considering hiring a new property management company? You know, what should they look for in a property management company? Yeah, I think it's a it's a fantastic topic. And I frequently find myself in the same conversations. And I think that the best place to start is to think about what experience a property management firm has. Um, because frankly, there is no substitute for experience, because if things are going to come up and there's either known or unknown problems that are going to be on a, a particular client or a particular property's uh, docket, you got to have a group that's prepared to address those problems. And so I, I, I'd say experience can be broken down in a couple of ways, and I'll throw some out, Derek, and then I, I'd be interested in what you think. The first thing I'd say is that you got to look at property type. Because there, there are nuances that are very important about the different kinds of things that can happen in different properties. And I'd start with a, a distinction that I think is really important between multifamily and everything else in the commercial bucket. Uh, we are a now former multifamily management company because, as I mentioned in the intro, we started in retail and we grew as a commercial property manager in that respect. Multifamily is a different expertise. And we applied our expertise from retail and industrial and office and all the other kind of standard commercial types to multifamily, but it's just not the same thing. Not to say it can't exist side by side, but it's a different expertise. So I think any client needs to be very clear. And obviously they'll know what properties are in their portfolio, but they need to know what a management firm's expertise is with respect to that big distinction of multifamily and everything else. From there, and just focusing on the commercial bucket, you know, 
retail is its own thing. And, and you, you, you got to understand triple debt leases. You got to understand recoveries. You got to understand, you know, the, the way that a property management company supports a tenant being successful in their business. Because if you don't understand those things, then retail properties really struggle. Um, when it comes to office, you have to understand those lease types. If you, if you don't know how to deal with base years, you know, you're going to be in trouble. You know, if, if you don't know how to advise clients on gross leases versus triple net in that office environment, and then how to account for it properly, you're going to be in trouble. Um, and then you can extend some of that same logic to industrial or to medical or to mixed use uh, amongst any of the above. So, you know, obviously any client looking for property management knows their portfolio well, and they need to make sure that a property management firm's experience really matches up for that. Uh, so that, you know, as you go forward, you're going to be really confident that wherever that portfolio is growing or whatever challenges come about, your partner in property management is ready to help. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's great points. Um, and I would also add, as they're going through looking at property management companies, is looking for somebody that can understand the leases, but also give you inputs on how to modify those leases when they come due. Um, a lot of times we'll review a lease. When you're bringing on a new account, you end up going through doing a lease analysis and you realize that there's things in the lease that they're not recovering. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, you know, management fees. Uh, the one thing I like about what we do with our triple net clients is the ability for us to receive our fee from the tenants, not from the owner. So property owners need to look at that in their leases and say, if my fee is covered by my tenants, why not go out and find the best of the best on property management that can help me grow my practice, uh, help me increase my revenue, help me reduce my exposure, uh, and then also evaluate my assets in a highest and best use analysis to see if I'm really maximizing it. So not only are you looking to do the accounting, you should be looking at somebody who's been through it, just like you said, Jordan, and the, the ability to kind of dive in deep on what's the governing body of that asset, which is the lease. And I, I always try to explain to people that are buying as well, is you're not really just buying the real estate. Real estate's great, but you're buying that lease. Absolutely. So if you're buying a Walgreens that has a fixed fee for 55 years, do you want to own that in year 30? Probably not, because that fixed fee is not going to cover the cost. You know, your opportunity costs are going to be higher than what you're receiving. So um, I always encourage when you're looking at a property management company is not only is it someone that can take care of my current assets, but are they in my corner to help me find new assets and evaluate those assets before I buy them? So um, it's another question to ask your property management company you're interviewing is what kind of support will you provide me when I look at new opportunities? Do your brokers bring opportunities to clients? Um, And then how are you going to help me in a potential downturn? Have you seen, you know, a situation that people move out and they got to get somebody else in there? What do you do about that? Um, And then, uh, and then how do you, what, what's your financial format um, as far as how do you, how do I, what package do I receive monthly as an owner? What will you provide me? Um, You know, those types of things. So uh, there's, there's a lot more to it as, uh, as, as you know, and, and sometimes I'll get a call from a prospect and they say, well, I'm paying five fifty a month to manage my property. I say, are they managing or are they just paying your bills? Right. You know, and there's a big difference, you know, between the, between those two. So. Well, you, you alluded to this at the beginning, Derek, and maybe I can just jump in and say that as part of this investigation of a property management company, I think clients need to really look at how is the operation work? Uh, you know, how are duties divided up in a property management company company in ways that 
you know, frankly, a client or a tenant or a vendor, they're, they're not going to see that. But when you're doing the interview process of um, picking a property management company, you want to know about that operation a little bit more. And I think leases is the exact right place to start. How, how is a lease integrated into the property management operation? How is it abstracted? Where is it abstracted? Is it integrated into the accounting system? Is it one-off or is it you know, a system that, that talks across the board to all the different functions of property management? And you know, I'm not saying this randomly. We, we have, with great pride, we have a, a full-time lease administrator who, who looks at every single lease, does it with a, a remarkable degree of consistency given the experience and, and fact that he's the one-stop shop for all of those things. And he abstracts directly into our accounting software so that from that moment forward, every single detail of that lease is captured in the place where we're recording all the rents, you know, and we're, yeah. we're running the rent roll and we're, you know, every, every tenant ledger is generated from that. So it's an integrated process. And I, I think that's really important. And to your point, when somebody says, oh, I'm paying $500 a month for property management, well, does that include what I just described around lease analysis and lease administration? Because if it doesn't, then that's going to be a problem at some point. Yeah, uh, agreed. And 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 just the the you know the bleeding effect of what that could cause you financially, you know, down the road. Um, yeah. And you you mentioned processes. I mean, the other thing to kind of consider when you're out talking to property management companies is when money comes in, who controls it? Mm-hmm. If somebody pays their rent and it goes in the account, is the same person, you know, approving the accounts payable, writing the check? signing the check and sending the check. I mean, so it's, it's what are the processes is protecting your money as the owner of that and, uh, and asking the questions, you know, walk me through the process when a rent uh, payment is received, walk me through the process when you receive an invoice from a vendor, how is that approved and paid? Um, and just really understand where your money's going, you know, coming in and going. Um, but the lease abstract is huge, especially when it comes to maintenance items and they'll call and say, my window's leaking. Well, does the lease require the tenant to cover that or does it require you as the owner to cover that? And, um, I'm really surprised how many people don't really understand the differences between like absolute triple net lease, a triple net lease, a double net lease, a modified gross lease, you know, a pure gross lease. I mean, there's so many different types of leases that are out there that, you really got to spend time to understand who's responsible for what um, and let the tenants know that so that it reduces the property management time, but more importantly, reduces the liability and risk to the property owner. So, um, I I mean, with your accounting background, Derek, and then all the CPAs out there in the audience, this is obvious stuff, but I think it's worth saying that you have to look at property management companies to see if they have sufficient scale to segregate duties in accounting. And, and avoid yeah. what you were just talking about or on a proactive approach. You know, you got somebody who's collecting the rents and you've got a different person who's paying the bills and can't set up a vendor on your own and all those kinds of things, which, you know, of course, people that we have working with us are all, all good people. So this stuff doesn't come up, but you also don't want any opportunity for foul play. And a, a client yeah. needs to know that those systems are in place. And it, it, yeah. it also extends to controls. You know, this is this is where we geek out, but uh, a discerning client should do the same thing and say, you know, what are your accounting controls? What do you have in yeah. place to make sure that whether it's from the lease abstract on or whether from the generation of financials or, you know, bank reconciliations, like what what controls are in place to ensure that there's there's just no opportunity for foul play in, in any place? 
Yep. Um, and that brings on the insurance, right? That yep. plays right into what kind of insurance coverage you have because because you pay it, we pay it. I mean, liability insurance isn't cheap. And, uh, and you got to have in place cyber insurance, you know, which is a new one that, uh, we've all started putting in place the last couple of years. You know, uh, the question to ask is what kind of insurance do you have? Um, and, uh, and to to support that, um, and then also getting sick. I mean, if you're a a one person or two person shop and someone gets COVID or somebody got really sick, what did that do to, uh, to your property management and, uh, you know, your property itself. So there's, uh, those those kinds of questions of kind of really just understanding the steps and processes uh, that go into it as you look at a as you look at a property. You know, you know. I, I just want to play on the insurance thing for a second because I this has been one of my bigger learning curves in the industry, and because uh, it's it can be very opaque uh, in in every respect. But I think you raise a great point about ensuring that a property management company has adequate insurance for all of the functions they're providing. Um, and you know, getting getting a COI to demonstrate that is not is certainly not a, an unreasonable request. But gosh, it opens up an adjacent topic, which is ensuring that tenants have the insurance that is required of their lease is a major issue, and yeah. one that that we've been tackling. I know you've read our our newsletter on the topic, and we have a bunch of things published on our website around how you go about collecting tenant insurance. And in our case, we're working with over fifteen hundred tenants which of course have insurance rollovers constantly at that volume. And you got to track down and make sure that their lease requirements are being met with their insurance. Uh, it's a huge topic and one that, you know, it may not be the first question you ask, but it's the kind of thing you want to probe as a client to say, how do you manage tenant insurance? Because yeah. if something goes wrong, you better make sure that tenant has the coverage they were supposed to have because you know, we all know who the backstop is. It's the landlord. Yeah. And, and, and they may not know that. Right. A lot of times property owners aren't really sure what all their liability or exposure or risk could be yeah. as it relates to a property. And so making sure that they have uh, everything named, you know, insured, just like the named insured, like additional oh, named wow. insured, that's exactly. a big box to, to follow up on. If, and if the property's not, then they, you know, they can come after you as the, uh, as the property owner. So uh, again, yeah. it's back to that, making sure you're working with someone that understands it and can do it. Chasing down additional insured, you called it. That's like the number one thing we spend our time on to make sure that everybody who should be named is named. And it's not as easy as you would think. Yeah. No, it's not. And you can, you send out multiple requests to have the change made and, and it just takes a, a time to chase those down, you know, you know, for sure. Um, and let's, I think as we, as, as, as you think about property management and you think about looking to hire a property manager, I, you know, it's never sexy to hire a property manager. I mean, it's always more fun to hire a broker to sell something because you're all excited about the opportunity, get the analysis done, what's the property worth. But if you're considering potentially selling a property in a certain amount of time, you want to make sure that property is ready to be sellable at the highest price possible because, you know, you've worked your butt off in order to accumulate these assets. So why not make sure the group you're working with works their butt off to maximize the value of that asset. And that's where I think property management doesn't quite get as much praise as it should or utilize as much as it should, because again, people are buying those leases and getting it ready. So if you have a property that has okay leases, but can get better leases over the next two, three years, and then you're going to sell it, that might be an opportunity to look at when you talk to a property manager, how can you help me position this property for the best disposition price in a couple of years. Um, and I think that's one of the values that a property manager should 
bring to the table is helping them craft better leases uh, from a financial perspective. I agree with that 100. And uh, it opens up a topic for me, which is one I raise with new clients all the time, and that's about renewals. Who, who does the renewals? And you know, the brokers on this call, brokers love to do renewals because they they can be a lot more simple than that initial lease. But from a property management standpoint, we push back on that a little bit because the relationships with the property manager between the tenant and and they've been there, obviously, and they know the property manager. Uh, additionally, I think it speaks directly to your point that maximizing the value of the property comes through really well done renewals. And again, I don't I don't not all brokers are like this, but sometimes brokers aren't putting their their most attention towards a renewal, whereas a property manager has a different perspective and really can. So in terms of our our firm, we actually have staffed brokers, not commission-based, that do the renewals. And they're 100% focused on that kind of increase in value, building on tenant relationship, and finding the right balance for what needs to happen in the property for whatever the client's goals are. So I think that's another kind of sub-question to really ask about how does a property management company handle renewals? Yeah. Yeah, how you how you work with us on a renewal, or what value do you bring to the table on a renewal? Because we've had that pushback in that conversation where a property owner says, "Could you do if you do renewals? What does it cost me?" Mm-hmm. Um, I know from my own assets and the properties that I own, I outsource to a broker, somebody else to do my leasing and my renewals mm-hmm. because I know I can't negotiate the best deal for my assets because mm-hmm. I know what I need to make from a profit and I'll just go to that and call it good. Whereas I know if you have the right brokers and the right team, they can get me the best pricing on my, on my properties. Um, and, uh, and we're fortunate to be in the NAI global network where the brokers that we work with within our, our firm have been great to work with as a team on a renewal because together we make it stronger and we make it better for our, our clients uh, that have the properties. And uh, so we get, you know, boots on the ground, so to speak, of brokers in the community that are already there seeing what's going on activity-wise, yep. which helps us push back on the tenants on where they're going to go, right? Yep. There's not really a place to go. This is the right spot for them and help negotiate the right pricing. Um, yep. And then we look at it from the language perspective of the leases of how to really tighten that lease up so that that asset just got stronger, right? Yep. It just Now that you've got a, a true triple net lease where all fees are reimbursed by the tenant, that just got stronger from evaluation if you're at a six cap, seven cap, eight cap, whatever the cap rate is. Um, and I think that's kind of that value that you're alluding to that we bring to the table uh, with the uh, with the broker. A related topic on that, Derek, is you know for a potential client to to really consider about the uh, the benefits of being in a full service company where you have you have integrated services like like ours, both of us and us together. You've got brokerage, you've got property management, the accounting's in-house, you've got construction management, you've got a renewal team, you know, so that all of that is there because the the value that comes from the collaboration and conversations in one office is significant. Uh, and I think it, it introduces a whole potential extra layer of a, a landlord client's work if they have to coordinate multiple firms you know, different brokerage from different property management. And, you know, yep. you, you might be able to argue there's some benefit to that, but I would say it's it's small in comparison to having an integrated full service team. Agreed. And, and, and that kind of adds into what you just mentioned about the construction management. I forgot kind of to bring that up as well. I mean, when you're, when you're interviewing a property management company, I look as you're interviewing somebody who's going to help me make more money. 
Can you take my asset and make it better? Right. If it's, if it's just wanting to do the accounting. Okay. But the ideal situation is you're looking for a firm that's full service. It can help me make this asset worth more, increase my cash flow, and decrease my liability or risk exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I've had these conversations quite a bit because we both have, we, I, I feel like a lot of our businesses come from, we look at it from accounting up versus brokerage down. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Um, and it's a good question that when you're interviewing property management companies is what's their philosophy around property management versus brokerage. I think it's a good um, question. Yeah. And and then you can kind of get a feel for is this where you want to take your asset to? And especially when I know I work with a lot of CPAs and a lot of attorneys, real estate attorneys, and that's what they're looking for, is they kind of want to they want to reduce the exposure of their clients, but they're looking for a full service that can that can help out. Um, so I think that's a good question to ask is how can you help me take this asset to the next level versus just again receiving cash and paying out payments. I think if, if tell me if you want to go here, but I think one thing that comes up for both of us a lot is is trying to advise clients or potential property management prospects on pricing. Pr- pricing is yep. really hard because you have to take into account things like what you were just saying, which is you know you got to price when you get a proposal, but you know h- how is that speaking to liability? How is that speaking to the kind of exposure that you might have with a cheaper option? You know, how do you build that into uh, as a client into a, the analysis of a price? You know, looking at the value of construction management, or you know how renewals are priced. And um, just as an aside, when we present um, a proposal, we include the property management costs, all reimbursements or other fees, and construction management schedule, and leasing schedule, and renewal schedule, so that a client can see the costs for the full service engagement, and then you can go from there. So, you know, when it comes to pricing, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, I've always, I've told the brokers, anyone who makes a referral to me, I've always said, I'll talk to anybody mm-hmm. because at the very least, I can at least steer them in the direction of a property management group or individual that fits with what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. But, um, but, I, but I agree. I think, you know, prices, you can't have a generic pr- or a standard pricing that says, well, if it's this, it's this much. If it's this, it's this much. It really all depends on the asset um, and, and the goals. And that, that's why it's important. Anybody interviewing a property management, management company or manager is to kind of walk through your expectations and goals as the owner yeah. or the advisor for that property and then work backwards from there on what it takes to accomplish it. Because I've got clients that that pay me a lot more than they would somewhere else on a minimum fee because they want access to that team. They want access to construction management. They want access to higher, higher and best use analysis of, of their assets, the ability to do a portfolio readjust or reallocation or access to, you know, DSTs and things like that. I mean, there's just a, a lot more brought to the table. So when looking at property managers, I don't think there is the comparison of they're all the same. I think you just kind of have to find one that fits with what works for you and your client or your property. Well, this is kind of obvious, but it's, it's fundamental to any conversations I have with potential property management clients is their ability to articulate their goals is huge. So for all the advisors on a call like this or on a podcast like this, make sure that the goals are very clear up front so that us as property managers can respond. (laughs) 
So that that's number one. Number two is I, I have to tell a quick anecdote where we have a current client that we started with the leasing. And because our brokers had won that business and the client was looking to uh, essentially stop commuting from another state into to manage the property directly, they asked for a proposal to go along with the leasing. We proposed property management and we didn't win the business because we were too expensive was the feedback. Well, a couple of years later, the client came back around. And at that point, the client had burned through two other property management companies that were chosen based on price. And the upshot in this particular situation was that the client had to hire two individuals on, on the, the ownership side to essentially correct or complete the work they were receiving from their property manager, primarily on accounting. And when they came back and asked for another proposal, I essentially sent them the same one at the same price. And they went with us. And uh, this is about a year and a half later, I had dinner with that client. And the comment was that the relationship with us was life-changing because they didn't have to come up to Portland and they didn't have to employ two people to fix the things that were going wrong with the previous firms. So even though the sticker price was more, the actual price was less, not to mention the life improvements based on the client's goals. And that for me is, it's a typical story for us. And one of my favorites, because that's how we provide value, right? Is we're, we're really going to do the work top to bottom. And even though it might cost more upfront in the long run, the alternative could be much more expensive. Yeah. Well, risk, risk is always the biggest piece. You know, anytime I know when I talk to property owners, um, the biggest thing they want to know is what's my exposure, yeah. what's my risk and who's paying the fee. And, and those seem to be the big topics. And then we dive into the expectations of what are they looking for to get out of it. And, um, and, and, and that's a big one, right? Just your, your point is as a, as a property owner is what do you want this asset to do for you? Yep. You know, what, what are you trying to accomplish? Um, and then, uh, and then especially clients that are looking to buy more assets is what can you do to help me save money in this acquisition? And can you help me with my due diligence and review the leases of properties that I'm buying? You know, so when you're talking to a, a potential property management company, that's one of the questions to ask them is if I'm going to buy something, can you, will you review the leases and help give me feedback if I'm a client of yours? Yep. And, um, and I think that's another, another good one to ask um, as you're going through it. So back to the original comment of it's not the price. You should be looking at the service. Yep. You know, yeah. and, and and matching the service up with what you're getting, and I understand it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That, that, that's fine, but uh, I just don't like to see people get taken advantage of uh, when it comes to property management because it is an area that a lot of people don't understand and are not experts in. They know at a very high level, but when you dive into it deep, there's a lot that goes to it, and there's a lot of areas where property owners could uh, really get burned and end up spending a lot of money, and you know, potentially fall into some lawsuits because um, we've all gone through them. We've all been throwing slip and falls, you know, all these types of things that, uh, you know, we had one in California where the sidewalk was uh, an inch and a quarter higher than what the new regulations were. And the city was coming, you got to tear out the curbing and put in all new curbing. You got to lower by an inch and a quarter because the settling of what happened in the asphalt, we were able to do an overlay and bring it up and cover it. But again, if somebody doesn't really understand how to do that kind of stuff, they could have put a whole new sidewalk in it would have cost them three times as much. Yeah. That's a good point. All kinds, all, all kinds of stuff. Um, let's see here. Well, I know we're, we're, uh, I'm trying to think 
we're going to do this on a monthly basis. You know, this kind of just talking through, getting some tips out there on property management. So I think as we start into a new year here, um, Jordan, what do you think would be kind of your 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 last tip? The tip of okay, if you're going to interview and look for a property manager, here's the one thing you got to do. Okay, well, this this is on mind, and I'm glad we're going to have an ongoing conversation because I think my answer to that question would be different every time. But because it's <laughs> top of mind, I, I and we were chatting about this a little bit before that you got to think about the people. Uh, you know, the relationship between a potential client and folks like us, you know, that are overseeing and running uh, this part of the business is really important. But most of the time, they're working with the property manager directly, right? And we're always going to be there. But that person's on the ground. And so a client needs to understand the people in the business. Who are the real estate managers or property managers? Who are their assistants? Who am I going to be working with? And crucially, and this is my point, how does the company take care of these people? And, and Derek, I think we're in a very unique position because, uh, and this is the, the beginning of the year thing, is you know we just got noticed that we're one of the 100 best places to work for in Oregon. Or I think we're on like the fifth or sixth or seventh year running and probably 10 total. And if, if memory serves, you guys are like the number one place to work in, in all of Puget Sound area. And that's a big deal because if you're a client, you're hiring a firm, you want to know that firm is taking care of their people. And so yeah. uh, I would encourage potential clients to understand some of that, you know, less technical, but equally important things about a business of how do they take care of their people? Yeah, that's great. And I, I, I would add, mine would be just who takes care of me or my asset when there's a crisis. Yep. So that worst case scenario, yep. am I dealing with one person or who's my team? Because exactly. uh, I always work backwards from the worst case scenario. Assume the worst is going to happen. So then everything else is great. Yep. Um, and, uh, and so I think if that, if you're to interview anybody is to find out who is the team and how do they interact? And worst case scenario, how does this you know affect me and the asset? And what's the bench, right? Who who yeah. who's next up? Because yeah. you know, especially in this environment right now, where we're you know we're post pandemic, we're looking at um, you know concerted efforts on behalf of the Fed to change the amount of jobs that are available and people out there in the workforce and potential recession. Like who's the bench? How is this company managing their human resources to make sure that when that worst case situation happens and let's double down on it, the normal manager is on vacation, then what, right? Who's yeah. the backup? That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely is. All right. Well, Jordan, I appreciate your time here. Uh, obviously, I appreciate our relationship between the two firms as well. Um, you know, we're both fortunate being part of the NAI Global Network. Um, a lot of great talent across the country, a lot of good sharing of information. We're both on the property management uh, group uh, out of uh, uh, NAI Global. So we get a lot of information thrown at us and a lot of best practices. So, uh, you know, we're very fortunate to be a part of that, uh, you know, for sure. So um, thanks again for your time. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Again, Jordan and I are going to put these together on a monthly basis and just kind of walking through property management, how to look for property management, the tips on how to work with a property manager. And again, whether it's with us or anybody else, we want to make sure that you and your clients are taken care of and uh, anything we can do to help, you know, obviously just let us know and we'll be there for you. So again, thanks for the joining us here today. And uh, we'll hear everybody or 
get all the comments from everybody. If you got to reach out to me, you can always reach me on my uh, DM me at uh, Derek at dokemail.com or just give me a call and uh, we'll help out where we can help out. Thanks, Thanks again, George. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you should have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to me directly at Derek at dokemail.com. Again, thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great day.